670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Good morning. 606. This is Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper. Thanks for listening in. Underway with a Tuesday morning. Just an absolutely beautiful morning so far this morning. But as you heard, could see some thunder showers later today. Well, I, I look forward to it. I don't. I, I get my I get my uh, patio cleaned and then all of a sudden wind and crap blows. I bet you know what I've had a problem with? Pollen is the, what we've had all over our patio. Pollen. Yeah. Um, the other thing yesterday, and I don't know if it's going to be, this, my guess is until we get that storm to blow through here, if we do get that thunderstorm later today, um, but they uh, had issued an air quality alert for yesterday mm-hmm. um, because it was a yellow alert, which, you know, people who have trouble breathing, <laughs> asthma, I, I still t- things like that. To this day, I laugh at the color chart because no one ever tells you what color it is without then explaining what it means. Why don't you just... Say what it means. Yeah. <laughs> Forget the color. <laughs> I think it was originally done as like, well, this will make it easy if we just say yellow, except nobody yeah. knows what yellow means. Usually yellow means slow down. And you would think that red, would, that red would be the worst. Red isn't even the worst color. You would think that would be the worst color because it's like, stop, the, don't go outside. What's the worst air? Purple or like something? Like purple, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's the reason why it has to be If the air explained. actually did look purple, I think I would stay inside. There is a burning ban in effect right now, and part of that uh, burning ban that's in effect will be for farmers and anybody who wants to burn anything, and it goes through August now, um, where you can still burn stuff, you just have to have an approval, and then on days like this, you're not allowed to burn at all. If you have, for instance, a fire pit. You're, you're not allowed to burn your fire pit. I don't know. How how does it pertain? I haven't heard how it pertains to somebody who wants to uh, barbecue on, say, a charcoal barbecue, because you're lighting a fire for that particular yeah, sort of thing. So uh, I don't know if it affects, my guess would be it would not affect your barbecue. But if you have a, a burn pit or something like that, yeah, you're you're not allowed until the we are out of this uh, yellow alert. I know it doesn't affect burn the propane pits. barbecue. No. Uh, but like I said, others that take fire, if you, you know, burn pellets, you have a Traeger, something yeah. like that. I don't, I, I don't think it does, um, for that. But like I said, a lot of people have fire pits and you aren't able to burn that. Um, a couple things to, uh, talk about this morning. One of them is going to be, we continue to see our energy prices going up. And we've talked a lot about natural gas prices have increased, and I'm talking specifically, not natural gas for everybody. I'm talking specifically about our gas prices here in Idaho, and they've received a raise. We've talked about the uh, water company asking and receiving a raise. We've talked about Idaho Power rate increase. At least they'd ask for a rate increase. Um, That's more than just an ask as of right now. they are getting their rate increase. And guess what? It's not something you go, hey, it starts in September. No, it starts this month. Mm-hmm. So uh, right away, get ready huh? for your yeah, get ready for your bill to go up this month. Uh if you think this is the last rate increase, um <laughs> this is the crazy part, is they get this rate increase 
and they are going to be asking for another rate increase again next month that would begin next year. Let that sink in for you. So the average consumer uh, that uses Idaho Power here in the in Treasure Valley or in the state of Idaho, average residential customer, customer using about 950 kilowatt hours per month, will see an increase of about 1272 per month. Now, there is some good news because uh, fixed cost adjustment and average residential customer using 950 kilowatt hours per month will see approximately a $1.66 decrease, which means totally your bill is going to go up about 11 bucks okay. if you use 950 kilowatt hours. So um, you're, you're going to see a, an increase. And that's, that's the customers who don't use uh, a lot. The more um, you use, the increase is going to go up. I love even more when they explain to us that uh, we're saving money uh, because they're not going to raise something as high as they could. Have. Yeah. <laughs> hey, thanks a lot. Now, Idaho Power customers should expect their electric bills to increase again next year. This isn't going to be the last. Boise-based company filed an application with the Idaho Public Utilities Commission last week to raise its overall base rates by 8.6% for an increase of $111 million. That would take place next year. For residential customers, the proposal is for a 10.7% hike. That would be another $11.61 a month for the average person who uses 950 kilowatt hours. So, once again, that wouldn't take effect if approved. It still has to be approved by the PUC until next year. Now, the other good news uh, of this rate increase is that the PUC did say that Idaho Power has to take this out over two years so that if they had done it just over a year, you would have seen a double increase. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, they have to spread it out over two years. Gosh, they're really looking out for us. Yeah. Um, now, I, I put that, that isn't the only energy prices that are going up. We had told you yesterday that Saudi Arabia had announced that beginning July 1st that they're going to cut back another 1 million barrels of oil per day. Uh, this is on top of what OPEC has already said that they're going to cut back. And, man, that that hit quickly. Gas prices uh, overnight went up about another eight or nine cents at all the gas stations that I passed. Remember, I said that we July by July fourth, I thought for sure, and possibly by Memorial Day weekend. And it looked if, like we were going to be there Memorial Day weekend. If gas stations, uh, and I, I don't blame them for this, I guess, but if they get uh, good news that uh, things are going to start to be cheaper, uh, the, the first thing they think is, well, let, let's hold off a little bit. I'll gradually. You know, reduce the price over the next couple of weeks just to make sure that it's going to actually go down. You know, wouldn't want to be hasty. And then if they hear news that indicates it's going to go up, they think, well, we better raise it nine cents in the next 10 minutes. Um, it, 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 we had Memorial Day weekend, right before Memorial Day weekend. Remember, we went up to $4, over $4 for most mm-hmm. places in the uh, Treasure Valley. Um, and then it, it, right like a few days before it miraculously dropped and i go oh well this is good news well now here we are a week later and uh we are up above um four dollars a gallon again we'll talk a little bit about this um it's not good news for idaho because we are now officially one of the top 10 states for gas prices that's not a top 10 list that if you are in idahoan that you really want to be on right so we'll get a little bit more on that. And if uh, you know of a cheap place that's selling gas this morning, please please let us know. 
Unfortunately, I, my tank ran low yesterday, and I was really upset because I missed the gas price hike by one day, oh, so yeah. I could have saved seven cents a gallon, unfortunately. Um, we'll also talk about the presidential race again today. It is about to expand by three more Republican candidates, possibly one as early as today, another one tomorrow, and maybe another one later this week. want to get your thoughts. Donald Trump still by far... The leader, followed up by Ron DeSantis. Is this is this good for Trump? Is this good for Americans, uh, or at least Republicans? Do you want more, or do you, would you like to see less people running? There are some people believe that the more people uh, that run, the better it is think, for uh, Donald Trump. Competition is good for America. But there are a lot of people, if you are not a Trump fan, say that this is bad. Because it spreads out all the other votes and Mm. just makes it so much easier for Donald Trump to get the nomination, which is good news if you're a Trump supporter. We'll talk about the three new people who are uh, getting ready to enter the race. See what your thoughts are um, on those. Does any of them even have an outside chance at being one of the top three candidates? I I don't even want to ask if you think they have a chance at getting... The yeah. presidential nomination. Just right now, do they even have a chance at being one of the top three so they can make it gonna, through the next six months? Or are they going to finish uh, slightly behind margin of error? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we'll talk that. That was some of the things we're talking about this morning. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Time for our first check on what is going on with sports this morning. Rick Worthington here to give you all the latest. It's brought to you by Pork Valley in Huna. Don't forget, you have the uh, coffee drive through You can get all your hip drips no matter what it is. And don't forget, also, they don't serve food through the drive through You can't order it through the drive through However, if you make a phone call in advance, you can get through the drive through pick up your coffee and your food. You just can't order it in line. There's no way to do that. But if you want to order on the phone, then you don't have to get out of your car. Keep in mind, they don't open up until 7 o'clock, so you have plenty of time to check out their menu at pork, theporkbellyidaho.com. Good morning. Well, the Boise State men's basketball team had 10 former players playing professionally this last season, and at least one of them will be changing teams this upcoming year. More on that now for Bob Beeler. Former Bronco basketball player Anthony Drimmick will be playing his eighth pro season in the NBL. That's the top league in his native Australia. This past season, he averaged over 10 points a game for the Adelaide 36ers. He talked about how he's a better player now. Scoring-wise, I think I've developed a bit more in terms of being able to get on the rim and I can actually use my left hand a little bit now, which is an insane thought. Back in the day, I was completely only right hand. I think Jeff Linder's having a smile right now. I mean, obviously, you develop. It's been eight years. Um, You know, if you're working on your craft, um, you're obviously going to get better. Still same old with, with a little bit more flavor, I guess. Drimmick is changing teams this year, signing with the Tasmania Jack Jumpers as a free agent. Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI. The Idaho Steelheads are getting ready for Game 3 of the Kelly Cup Finals. The Steelheads trail two games to nothing, with Games 3, 4, and 5 all being played in Florida, the home of the Everblades. KTIK will have puck drop for you on Wednesday night as the Steelheads have a must-win game coming up against the Everblades Wednesday night. I'm Rick Worthington. Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 
624-208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Toll free, 1-800-529-5264. Yesterday, last part of our show, we were talking about uh, Utah School District, um, who is uh, attempting to ban the Bible because of vulgarity and violence. It's not the whole state, by the way. Some people were confused and thought, hey, why is Utah? No, it's it's just one school district who has done that. And it's been accused by some that the reason that they're doing this is uh, because of the attempts that they had made to get some other books removed yeah. from the library. It's a, oh, yeah, and then... Yeah, tur- and we'll show you if you're... Yeah, turnabout kind of thing. If you're gonna if you're gonna get those other books removed because of vulgarity and violence, we'll what about the a, Bible? Yeah, we'll get rid of a book that you like. Mm-hmm. Gatting and smiting, all that stuff. Wayne writes in, it's too bad for these kids in Utah. I'm a big fan of pro- Proverbs. There's so much wisdom, common sense, instruction in that book so many uh, kids are not exposed to. In my opinion, it should be required reading and discussion for all young people. That's the other thing. By the way, uh, I just want to make everybody clear that this book was not a part of any curriculum of this school district it just happened to be in the library the king King james version of the book i I remember when i was in school the the bible was on the shelf in our library and we had several copies and occasionally they would be checked out really because people would be writing maybe a paper on religion or something and they wanted to quote from the bible my my question it was, was it was pretty much purely academic. Yeah, my question was going to be so I, if somebody I, I'd like to have somebody check the records and see if the Bible has ever been, been checked, checked out, out of this right. library. Not surprised, writes in. So the adult children that run the Utah school district are trying to compare the Bible to the LGBTQ LMNOP books that are. <laughs> there's a reason why they just say LGBTQ plus, so you don't have to put out all the other letters. Uh, are explicitly teaching kids how to have sex, graphically describing or animating it, trying to confuse children about the differences between boys and girls. They couldn't find that. The Bible met requirements for the law, so they removed it anyway. This is absolutely retaliatory. I'd be curious if the Koran was in those libraries also. Don't know. Mm. My guess would be no, or maybe they would be trying to remove that also. Um. Gary and Emmett writes in, uh, talking about uh, children exposed to sex in Utah. About 150 years ago, most kids knew all about sex because they lived on farms. They bred animals. They saw nature. It was under those circumstances. Parents explained the birds and the bees mm-hmm. and the cows and the pigs and, and the horses. And the sheep, yeah, exactly. <laughs> 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. You can also email us, easy to get through and take part in the show. Email chris at kboi.com and mike at kboi.com. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. 6.33, that news story might need to be updated. That's how quick the gas prices have changed here in the Treasure Valley. As of Monday... The average price here in the uh, Treasure Valley in the Boise area was three ninety three. Those prices all jumped up last night uh, to most places f- above four and uh, at four dollars a gallon. The places that I pass all were at least four dollars as high as four oh three. There are still places, of course, in the Treasure Valley that you can get your gas prices under that. Um, I don't know what the lowest gas price... Uh, obviously, if you belong to Costco, you can get a cheap, cheaper gas price. 
Um, same with Walmart. And I keep hearing that the uh, Albertsons over on Apple, and if somebody's around that area this morning, that that's one of the lower gas prices in the entire Treasure Valley. It's usually about 10, really? 15 cents lower than every place else. I don't know why. Uh, but it's it's surprising it's even lower than other Albertsons. Yeah, that's that's the crazy part. So if you happen to be driving in that area, that Albertsons uh, over there near Apple uh, this morning, let us know if the gas prices are still low. Because I mean, if you can save ten, still save ten Our, cents a uh, gallon, uh, could save you some money this Our morning. Our habits change when uh, the gas gets up around four dollars a gallon. Instead of just hopping in the car and going someplace, we talk about where to go. <laughs> And we just keep talking until we decide not to go. I am curious. Is it, I mean, is is the $4 a gallon, is that a psychological barrier? Oh, because yeah. I was going to ask, uh, this, you just kind of answered it for me. $3 was a you. psychological barrier, too, but you get used to it yeah. eventually because it just stays above $3. Keep in mind, gas prices a year ago were almost a, what, about a dollar higher than they are right now. Wow. You know, um, is this at a point right now? At $4 or above $4 a gallon, does it start to change the way that you drive? Are you making more trips? Or, I mean, uh, doing more with Things your and, single yeah, trip right. um, instead of just jumping Combining in a car trips. and going someplace. Yeah. Um, will it make a difference on your travel? I mean, we've just entered in summer vacation. Schools were just out uh, a week and two weeks ago, so people would normally be traveling. Ha- have, has it made a difference to you in that way as gas prices start to go up? And as I mentioned, this isn't the last time we're going to see gas prices increase, probably. As as we mentioned, Saudi Arabia announced uh, day before yesterday that they're going to be uh, cutting back one million barrels of oil per day. And the rest of OPEC also announced that they're going to continue with their cutbacks in their oil prices, trying to stabilize the uh, price of oil, which immediately causes an increase in our gas prices, as we have seen just over the last 24 hours. So has it, has it changed your thought process, or is $4 just kind of a, a mental thing? 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 642. Once again, phone lines are open if you want to take part in the show. You can email us if you want. Chris at KBY.com. Uh, Mike at KBY.com. You can also uh, text us. That's the same as our main number, 208-336-3700. Says, uh, text message in says the psychological gas price for me was about $1 <laughs> per gallon. Yeah. After that, I would get so upset every time I saw the price that I quit looking at prices and just filled up without looking at the cost. Well, eventually, don't you have to look at the cost? You, if you put it on your credit card, you're going to get I the bill, right? used to tell people that uh, I, I never really wanted to be filthy rich. I just wanted to be uh, well off enough to where I could uh, be pumping gas and stare off into the distance. <laughs> I, I remember in uh, college, I wanted to be rich enough that I could uh, f- go and put gas in my car and actually fill up a full tank. Yeah. Because I used to, in college, now keep in mind, this is when gas prices were only a little over a dollar, but I, mm-hmm. I would go and put a dollar's worth of gas in the car because I just didn't have enough money until my next paycheck. So I would say, there, my, okay, I can, I can afford a dollar. That'll get me to and from school three times. My granddad owned a small car dealership in Twin Falls, and and uh, he you know did everything. He was a 
bookkeeper and he was a mechanic and all sorts of stuff. But he taught me fairly early that uh, you get a full tank. And then when it gets down to about three quarters, fill it up again. Uh, he says, uh, you're going to be going to the uh, gas station a lot and just spending a couple dollars here and a couple dollars there. He says, but you'll do the exact same thing if you let it run all the mm-hmm. way out and then just pay $2 at a time. But you're less likely to run out of gas if you just keep <laughs> filling the top part of the tank. Which, which, by the way, I left that part out. I, I did run out of gas a couple of times and had to walk to go mm-hmm. fill up a dollar's worth of gas to put in, in my car. Because mm-hmm. it was either, all right, do I want Top Ramen today or do I want to go to school tomorrow? <laughs> all right, let's not go to school tomorrow. I'm hungry. I'm going to get some Top Ramen. Breathe some refreshing air <laughs> for lunch. 645, once again, if you want to get through 208, 336, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless Time for another check on sports for you this morning. It is brought to you once again by our friends at Pork Valley. Chef Wally there already, as he is every morning, making up his deliciousness from scratch. Uh, Some of the best food, and not only that, but large portions, too. Get in for breakfast. They open up in 15 minutes. Pork Belly in downtown CUNA. The Panthers and the Golden Knights are playing for the NHL Stanley Cup. And there was a ton of scoring on the ice last night in Las Vegas. Down to the goal line, out in front, and try save, rebound, trickles into the corner left wing. Michael on it, try to help it up the boards. Stevenson steers it across, Marcia so in, he shoots, he scores! Marcia so! Power play goal! one nothing Golden Knights, Jonathan Marcia so! Power play goals in consecutive games! Hadn't had a power play goal until the Stanley Cup Final. Knights take a 1-0 lead, seven minutes into the first period of Game 2. That was the call on KKGK. By the way, there were nine total goals scored in last night's game. This was the final. Vegas beating through center on the right side. Carrier gains the zone with an adio. Touch pass and a shot. Score! Brett Howden, second of the game. It's a power play goal. 7-2 Golden Knights. 2.08 to go, third period. Maturity pays off. The Golden Knights will take a 2-0 series lead in the Stanley Cup Final. Brent Howden's fifth of the playoffs. That is, by the way, the final score. 7-2 was the final. Vegas up two games to nothing in the Stanley Cup Final. I'm Rick Worthington. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Apple now jumping into a space that Facebook parent company Meta has tried to conquer with its line of Oculus headsets and the Metaverse. But the Metaverse has created little fanfare and sales for Oculus products have underperformed. With Vision Pro, Apple is offering higher end components, better build quality and more features including the ability to record and play back 3D images and video. But all that technology comes with a price. The headset starts at $3,500, more than triple what the most expensive headset from Meta costs. $3,500. Some journalist was writing about that and uh, had information that they were $3,000 each. And he says, well, that's got to be a typo. So he called the company and said, I'm, 
the information I have says these things are $3,000 a piece, and they looked it up, and they said, no, they're $3,499 a piece. Who is... Now, I, I have tried VR. My son has a, an Oculus that he uh, brought with him one time, and it's fun. It is. It's a great workout. I, I did the, the boxing, and I played ping pong, and, and the... It's so realistic. Really? It really is more realistic than I ever thought that it was going to be because it's 3D, you're in the game, and if you're wondering what we're talking about this morning and and you've never seen a VR headset, it's the thing that you put over your head, your Yeah, VR is virtual sound, reality. Yeah, okay. sound. You you watch it, but it really is you are a part of the game. And then you have things that connect to your hands so that the computer can pick up your hand movements so that you can box somewhat. Now, you're not getting punched in real life or you're not hitting somebody, but it looks and you know kind of like you get the, the little movement that shows you've been hit. Mm-hmm. But it's still a game. Yeah. 3500 We're We were talking about people not driving places because they have to pay if, $4 a gallon for gas. If, if, if this sort of thing is a priority to somebody, then maybe they can cough up 3500 for it. Maybe I am an idiot and am sitting here going, uh, no one's going to pay 3500 for virtual reality goggles. I know a lot of parents. Come Christmas time this year, guess what you're going to be asked? To help Santa <laughs> deliver, all you have to do is pay for it. Now, far be it from me. Maybe I am so wrong on this, and maybe that's why you know Apple's stock price is set for a short time an all-time high yesterday. It kind of sold off later in the day. Well, but- people people like new technology, but uh, you know, thirty-five hundred bucks means that uh, there are only going to be a certain number of people that get to enjoy the new technology, at least at first. And that's what, I mean, it's it's still, for lack of a better term, it's just a toy, right? Unless I'm misreading. If you have, if you have a VR headset, yeah. virtual reality headset already, and like I said, my son has an Oculus. And it was $300, which I thought was just absolutely ridiculous. You remember when VCRs first came out? Uh-huh. And the first ones were like $1,500. And then you could buy one of the movies for only two or three hundred bucks. <laughs> that quickly came way down. I wonder if you'll see the same here. I don't. I don't. Well, if it, let's put it this way: if they're not selling any, I guarantee they're going to have to lower the price. It's going to check out what's going on with sports once again this morning. It's brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna. They're open. Want to get in for coffee? Hip drips, great. Uh, Iced coffee, hot coffee, all their drinks, energy drinks, you can get them through the coffee drive-thru. Don't even have to get out of your car. Get in today. Pork Belly and Cuna. No Mariners baseball last night, but we keep our eyes on the American League West, where the Texas Rangers are in first place, and they were taking on the St. Louis Cardinals last night. Low, the fourth batter Cabrera has faced. Here's the pitch. It's hit on the left side and through. A base hit on the left field. Simeon around third. Here's the throw from Donovan. It's offline. Simeon scores. And the Rangers walk off the Cardinals in the opening game of this series. The final score, 4-3. to three. A good win for the Rangers at home. By the way, the call on 105.3, the fan. The Rangers go on to beat the Cardinals 4-3 to three in that game. The Astros are currently in second place. 3-2. And Myers hits it in the air pretty deep to right center. Going back on it now, Kiermaier on the warning track. Looking up. See you later! 
opposite field, two-run home run for Jake Myers, and it is 10-1 Astros. That was the call on KBME. The Astros went on to beat the Blue Jays last night by a score of 11-4. All right, taking a look at the standings as they sit right now in the American League West, the Rangers are 39-20, three and a half games ahead of the Astros. The Mariners, they're not in the cellar, but they're close. The Mariners are 29 and 30, 10 games behind the leader, Texas. I'm Rick Worthington. Time for the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. 722, Jeremiah Bates with us once again to talk about your money. Looking like the uh, stock market going to be opening basically flat. Dow's down 30 points as of right now. Uh, Standard Poor's and NASDAQ both down just a little bit. But we're not going to talk about the stock market this morning. Jeremiah, uh, Jeremiah has uh, some interesting details and developments going on in crypto this morning. Yeah, I mean, it's SECs. The regulators are finally taking action. And particularly yesterday, we saw that take place with a lawsuit against Binance, which is the world's largest uh, crypto trading platform. So the Coinbase is the U.S. largest. Binance is the world largest. So they hit Binance with a lawsuit. And if, if you remember back in March, the SEC put out what was called a Wells Notice. It was basically warning Coinbase of these these issues that the SEC was see, that was seeing with how they were doing their business. Well, on Tuesday, the official lawsuit came out where essentially they're saying that Coinbase was listing crypto assets that were in fact secure, that they're deeming as securities. Well, of course, none of these assets are registered with securities because again, if you want to be a publicly traded company and trade on, be a stock that's publicly traded and Mike, you and I can trade it bet- amongst each other and buy and sell it, you got to go through the whole regulatory process to actually register that security. So they're saying that, hey, you got a, you got a handful of, well, I mean, more than a dozen of crypto assets that we're seeing as securities. They weren't properly registered. You were violating SEC violations. So this is a big deal for Coinbase. It was down 9% yesterday on the news of Binance's lawsuit. It's down 16% pre-market trading. And analysts are saying that Coinbase could take a revenue hit of more than 30%. So this is kind of goes hand in hand because you have Coinbase, which is a publicly traded company. It trades under a ticker symbol, and it's almost a indirect way to get exposure to the cryptocurrency space but the primary driver of coinbase revenue is the trading fees that people use on their platform so if you're getting uh, crypto assets removed off of that platform and you're getting more regulatory uh, oversight over that it's not boding well clearly we're seeing this on uh, on the pre-market trading and the trading yesterday so this is interesting, and I think the regulators, this you could do two different arguments of the cryptocurrency space and the regulation, whether this is going to bode well or it's going to kind of crater it and put it on the fringes of the U.S. financial system. And I think we're seeing more of the latter, where there's not clear definitions of these things. It seems like the SEC is coming in ham-handed and being more focused on penalties um, and trying to trying to deter investors from this versus trying to seek trying to provide clarity and trying to actually come to a a solid resolution on how do you regulate this asset but for I, right now coinbase getting completely beat up 
Uh, but interestingly enough, the cryptocurrency and whole Bitcoin not down as much. It's down about four and a half percent over the past 24 hours. So the actual digital asset, these these primary ones like Bitcoin and Ethereum, mm-hmm. they're holding up surprisingly. But again, we'll see how this this how this falls out. I know cryptocurrency uh, people for the most part don't want to see federal government oversight. Um, so the question is, do you foresee the government, federal government, getting in and eventually? having to see oversight in this for the protection of the people that invest in cryptocurrency. I do, but I, I think it's going to take some time. I mean, so the SEC chairman, Gary Gensler, there was a, I mean, he was testifying and I forget what uh, part of Congress, this was a few, I think about a month ago, maybe back in April, but they were asking him direct questions, yes or no, of just giving some type of definition on how the SEC, how they plan to regulate, how they're viewing this cryptocurrency or digital assets. And he couldn't even give a straight answer. So, again, I think it's going to get there. But based on the evidence that we've seen thus far, these regulators, they really don't know how to, don't know how to handle this. So, again, instead of trying to provide clarity and trying to figure this thing out, they're just coming in with lawsuits, hefty fines, hefty penalties. And I think we'll probably get more of that in the near future until okay. um, until we get some uh, hopefully smarter people that can give some better insight. Well, hopefully it goes up soon because I have a new pair of uh, VR glasses that I would like to purchase, <laughs> and I don't have $3,500 sitting just right there. So thank you, uh, Jeremiah. We'll get an update from you coming up in just uh, a little bit later this morning. Talk to you again tomorrow morning. Thanks, gents. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. 743, it's 67 degrees in downtown Boise. Off to a warm start this morning. Don't forget, you've uh, heard the weather forecast. Could be seeing some thunderstorm activity a little bit later today throughout the Treasure Valley. Uh, email in uh, here at Mike at KBOI.com. Uh, we'd asked earlier with the gas prices going up if $4 was uh, a psychological place where you, you stop s- spending money. Gas prices here in the Treasure Valley here recently, we had had a news story in our news this morning, had gone to 393. Uh, that report, of course, since then, gas prices jumped up uh, another eight, mm. seven, eight cents a gallon throughout the Treasure Valley this morning and are now up $4 a gallon. So once again, want to hear from you. Does it make a difference? Is there a psychological barrier at four dollars, or is it just, hey, it's it's another thirteen cents higher than it was ten days ago? Not really a big difference. It might not be the uh, final price that it's going to be raising this summer. There is expectations that it could go up even higher. And right now, Idaho, by the way, not on a good top ten list. We have uh, top ten highest gas prices in the nation out of the fifty one. 50 states and yeah. and uh, Washington, D.C. also included in that. Now, there, the good news, if you can take a part of that silver lining, I don't even know if you call this good news, um, the places that are higher than us, California, Washington, Oregon, and Nevada, they're all around us. Now, Montana, Utah, two other states that are close to it, Wyoming, nowhere close to as mm. high gas prices as Idaho and those other states that, that we told you about. Um, but we also told you about Saudi Arabia making the decision a little bit uh, earlier this week, saying that uh, they are going to cut back mm-hmm. another million dollars or mil- they, million uh, barrels per day. They have an agreement with another another country to uh, 
do that worldwide in that country is yeah. Russia. And this is in addition to what OPEC nations has already agreed they're going to continue with their cutbacks. This will be another million barrels per day that will start July 1st. So could see gas prices jumping up uh, once again uh, accordingly as we get closer to that. So just curious, and it's just an opinion, is there a, a, a level where you start to change? I mean, for me right now, not necessarily changing my Driving habits? Driving habits, the way that I, I go. I, I haven't canceled any trips and, and said, okay, like, this is it. I'm not going to go because it's too expensive. But I know people are. I like that guy that said his psychological barrier was $1. Yeah. It's going to have final check on sports for you this morning. It's brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna, the place to go for breakfast or lunch every day. Remember, they are open seven days a week, beginning at 7 a.m. up until 2 p.m. You want a delicious lunch or breakfast, get into Pork Belly and find out just how good it is. Good morning. Well, the Boise State men's basketball team had 10 former players playing professionally this last season, and at least one of them will be changing teams this upcoming year. More on that now from Bob Beeler. Former Bronco basketball player Anthony Drimmick will be playing his eighth pro season in the NBL. That's the top league in his native Australia. This past season, he averaged over 10 points a game for the Adelaide 36ers. He talked about how he's a better player now. Scoring-wise, I think I've developed a bit more in terms of being able to get on the rim and I uh, can actually use my left hand a little bit now, which is an insane thought. Back in the day, I was completely only right hand. I think Jeff Linder's having a smile right now. I mean, obviously, you develop. It's been eight years. Um, you know, if you're working on your craft, um, you're obviously going to get better. Still same old with, with a little bit more flavor, I guess. Drimmick is changing teams this year, signing with the Tasmania Jack Jumpers as a free agent. Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI. The Idaho Steelheads are getting ready for Game 3 of the Kelly Cup Finals. The Steelheads trail two games to nothing, with Games 3, 4, and 5 all being played in Florida, the home of the Everblades. KTIK will have puck drop for you on Wednesday night as the Steelheads have a must-win game coming up against the Everblades Wednesday night. I'm Rick Worthington. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 7.53. He's Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper. Thanks for listening in this morning once again. Uh, off to a warm start, up to 68 degrees in downtown Boise. Phone lines open at 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Is this the year? Is he finally going to make it? Kellen Moore, winning his quarterback in college football history, possibly one step closer to being in the college football's most exclusive club, College Football Hall of Fame. After all these years, it, it's interesting. Boise State only has one player in still. Two, isn't it? I think it's two. It is? Yeah. Uh, defensive lineman Randy Troutman and former Boise Junior College player Dave Wilcox are both in the Hall of Fame. He's in the College Hall of Fame, Wilcox? Mm, yeah. I know he's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, it says that he was a member of uh, Hall of Fame, all of the Boise Junior College. Okay. Were, so not Boise State, but the Boise mm. Junior College. All right, then. So I guess you could, you could say, hey, he's not. He wasn't a member of Boise State. On Monday, Boise State legend Kellen Moore was added to the College Football Hall of Fame ballot for the third straight year, joining 77 other players who will be up to be added this year. 
The announcement of the 2024 Hall of Fame class will come early next year. Now, in the previous two years that uh, more has been up, 18 players have made it each of those two years. Kellen Moore was not one of those. Is this the year? There's no way Kellen Moore doesn't make it in the College Football Hall of Fame, does he? Yeah, like I said, I mean... I'm actually surprised that he isn't there yet. It's apparently pretty hard to make it in. It is. And I and, and I get that. I get that he didn't play for a major university, but he has a record probably that is never going to be broken. Yeah, that's a lot 50 of wins. Fifty and three. I mean, I mean, even with guys getting an extra year for uh, you know COVID, uh, they didn't break the record. No, and I mean, part of the thing is number one: if you are as good a quarterback as Kellen Moore was. Record-wise, I mean, he played just on some amazing, great teams, had some mm-hmm. great coaches. You're probably not playing four years, right? I mean, that's that's part of the thing. Well, you yeah, to, I mean, you if, have to if you play, play four for, years, if you play for Georgia or somebody, uh, and you're that good of a quarterback, uh, you more than likely will enter the draft after your sophomore or junior season. Yeah. So, I mean, he played four years. He also went to a bowl game every single year that he played, so that adds four extra games, and he played. At Hawaii, which if you are uh, yeah. a team that plays at Hawaii, you get an extra game every year because mm-hmm. you agree to play Hawaii. So there's there's two extra games that most people don't get either. So for those reasons, that's why I don't think that, that record is ever going to be broken. Will this be the year that he makes it in? I think he gets closer and closer. Um, but anyway, he is up officially for the uh, next year's class. We'll We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> if he's going to make it, I like I said, I'm surprised that he hasn't made it as of yet. So um, we'll get that announcement coming up here early next year on whether Kellen Moore will be the third person to make it into the Hall of Fame from uh, Boise State. KBOI News Time, 756. Download the KBOI radio app for free for your Android or Apple device. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 807, uh, we've had graduations going on, college, high school graduations, for that matter, kindergarten graduations, which, you know, even though my kids did it, I thought was ridiculous. <laughs> if you don't think it's ridiculous, that's perfectly fine, but I just thought, hey, guess what? You just graduated from fifth grade to sixth grade. So? Well, we're having a graduation we ceremony. Had, we didn't have nearly as many ceremonies. No. Yeah. But I had uh, I, I walked twice, once for high school and once for college, and that was it. I walked once. I didn't walk college. I just mm. said, send it to me. I, I don't want to, I don't need to walk for college. So what do you want to hear first? We, we're going to talk a little bit about some graduation stories. Do you want the heartwarming story, serious story first? Do you want the funny story? Is that from a vet? Hmm? Oh, heartwarming. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure, let's do it. Let's go with that. All right, let's start this one. UMass Boston students celebrating their college graduation, each given some uh, money, thousand dollars recently. Nice, but there was one minor catch. Keynote speaker Robert Hale Jr. making the announcement during his address at the college's commencement that everybody graduating would be getting one thousand dollars. Celebrate. The second 500 is a gift for you to give to somebody or somebody else. Or 
So it's kind of cool. They they got $500 to do with as they want, and then mm-hmm. another $500 that was supposed to be used uh, as a gift. No word on how many of those people gave the gift to themselves. <laughs> I was going to say, that, that that had to be facilitated through someone, right? Yeah. You don't just give somebody the whole 1000 and say, now be sure to give away uh, 500 of that. <laughs> uh, another great story. Um, eighth grader from St. Louis walked two hours so that he could attend his graduation ceremony. Mm. Graduated from eighth grade, going into high school. Here is Xavier Jones talking about why he decided to walk there, and the president of Harris-Stowe University talking about why she decided to give Jones a full-ride scholarship. I remember something that Mr. Sales told me. Uh, he said, if I want it, I got to go get it. So I wanted to graduate, so I went to go get my graduation. It spoke volumes to me. It spoke resilience. That is what sparked my interest in saying, hey, this is the type of kid that we want to recruit to Harris-Stowe. So this kid who wouldn't have been able to go to Harris-Stowe University um, basically receives a scholarship and knows now, that college is going to be paid for when he graduates from high school. He walked how long? Two hours. Why did he live two hours from where his graduation was being held? No idea. Could be that maybe he didn't, wasn't able to afford where uh, necessarily where the graduation ceremony was mm. taking place. Don't don't know. Kudos to that kid, though, for oh, sure. you know, wanting to, uh, I mean, eighth grade graduation. Is it really that big of a deal? It's not like your high school graduation, right? I mean, I guess it's a big deal if you're the one who's in eighth grade. Yeah. We didn't have... Did you have an eighth grade graduation no, ceremony? Like, like I said, did I, I. I had high school, I had college, and nothing in between. We didn't have a kindergarten graduation ceremony. And as far as I know, everybody nowadays has kindergarten graduation ceremonies, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you see them posted on Facebook. Our kids all had one, but when I was growing up, I didn't. Nathaniel, when you were in kindergarten, you're younger than, than Chris and I. Did you have a... Graduation ceremony, or did you even go to kindergarten? You're asking the wrong person. You need to ask my mom. You, you don't that remember? That was too long ago? I've got no idea. <laughs> I don't, the only graduation ceremony in, that I remember is high school and then college. See, and I don't remember my high school graduation, but that's for a completely different reason. <laughs> um, let's go to uh, one of our funny graduation stories uh, this morning. Students and parents are upset in Illinois after graduation stoles. You know those things you wear around your neck? Yeah, I guess so. Yes. Yeah, their, their stoles say uh, graduate on them. Mm-hmm. Um, however, <laughs> they didn't notice this. This is weird that nobody even noticed this until they were about ready to walk. Um, on the stole, they misspelled graduate. So what does it actually say? Graduate. Uh-uh. Here are graduate members, Jack, Jakari Roberts and Yasser Bilal, uh, and a parent talking about how disappointed they were in the mistake. I don't understand how you mess up a whole word. It shouldn't happen like that. We didn't realize until, like, we was walking out the gate. They could have checked before because they made, like, 600-plus. So, <laughs> and all of them were spelled wrong. We're terribly disappointed and appalled about how they would even pass those out to the students that would embarrass the community the families, and even the school district should be embarrassed. Allow me to congratulate you graduates. 
You are so special, we invented a new word just for you. As you graduate today, remember to have attention to detail, to dot every I, and to cross every T, even if you've added an extra one. Congratulations, graduates! Actually, it, it sort of makes sense. It's a com, you know, it's a combination of graduate and agitate. Which, <laughs> um, speaking of agitate, we got another story, and this yeah. one hits a little closer to home that we're going to talk about here coming up after the bottom of the hour. It has to do with Kellogg High School in North Idaho, who ended up having to hold a secret graduation this past weekend because of protests over something one of the students said protests were uh, about not what the students said but because the school wouldn't allow him to walk at graduation Mm. because of what he said we'll tell you uh what he said coming up here in about 20 minutes and uh get your input on whether or not it was bad enough to basically have him not be able to walk for his graduation we'll give the full story on the way here in just a little bit uh jim in uh, boise good morning you're on news talk kby did you have a kindergarten graduation morning i uh i don't remember much about kindergarten except for naps and graham crackers <laughs> and milk but i, I was just going to say that i do have my little diploma from kindergarten you still have it yep my, my mother kept it i'm 77 years old but i still have my little uh, kindergarten graduation diploma. That's awesome. So it would have been from, what, 50 or 51 then, right? Yep. Wow. 51 probably. Not I w- bad. I would imagine if you have a diploma, you probably, even though you don't remember, you probably had some sort of ceremony with cookies and milk and things like that. That would be <laughs> like my guess. I, I don't know. You know, I just remember naps and uh, graham crackers <laughs> and milk. So. All yeah. right. Take care. Thanks. We used to we used to have parties and picnics and stuff like that at the end of the school year, but we never had a you know formal graduation ceremony except, like I said, the first one was high school. It is so funny, as he mentioned. You know, I remember naps because we had mats that we would have to take out at a certain time for naps. Mm-hmm. You know, and now as as adults, you would kill to have that every day at work. And I can remember every time it's like, all right, it's time to take the the mats out. And it's like, oh, because we wanted to play or do something Siesta. else. Yeah. One of the other things I remember from kindergarten, and you we're talking a long time ago, I used to have show and tell every day at kindergarten, mm-hmm. and I never had anything to show and tell, but I wanted to be up and show and tell like the rest of the kids, you know, because I'm still kind of, a, I, even the way I am now, I was back then, I'm kind of an attention whore. And I would go I, up. I agree with some of that. I mean, not, <laughs> I would not, go not up. The, not the part where you said kind of, <laughs> but the rest of it. <laughs> Uh, I went up for show and tell mm-hmm. three days in a row with the same pair of pants. These are my new pair of pants. And finally, on the third day, the teacher goes, aren't those the same pants you've been wearing for the last three days in a row? You guys uh, had show and tell every day? Every day you had show wow. and tell, yeah. I, I, knew, I knew kids that would forget it was show and tell day, you know, and like they would find something on the way to school. Mm-hmm. Kids say, hey, here's a shell. Maybe that's what I should have done instead of wearing the same. For show and tell. I don't know what was worse, wearing the same pair of pants three days in a row. I brought going this. To try and say them. They were new pair of pants yeah. every day. Uh, for for show and tell, I brought this tulip that, and then the ki- the kindergarten teacher would recognize that as those were planted outside the door. 
KVOI News Time is 816. Uh, stick around. Coming up here next, we got $50 gifts to some great mm. breakfast at La Peep. That was one of our stops in the hometown breakfast tour. Your chance to win that with the Casper and Chris Damn Near Impossible question on the way next after traffic and weather. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. All right, Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question. Brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty. 208-888-4128. The number you need to know when it comes to real estate. Ellen, going to get first crack at her question today. We've got a $50 Le Peep gift certificate. Great breakfast, great lunch at Le Peep in Meridian. Ellen, what is the world record for competing in the most Olympics? Just need the number, not the name. Oh, okay. Uh, the number is 10. The number is 10. Yes, you are correct. Ian Miller of Canada debuted in the equestrian event at the Summer Olympics in 1972 and competed every year until 2012, except in 1980 when Canada was one of the uh, nations that boycotted the Olympics. He only won one medal, though, a silver in 2008 for team jumping. Congratulations, Ellen. You got a $50 uh-huh. gift to get to La Peep. Hold on the line uh, for us. Thank you. It's really good food. Uh-huh. <laughs> it really is good food. I don't, you know, it's a little weird because I would be willing to get bet, bet that over that time he probably didn't use the same horse, right? I was actually wondering that. You know, in 10 Olympic Games, how many horses did he use total? I mean, you're talking a, 72 to... Well, it's a, it's, I, a, it's a 36 year span, right? Or, I would or more? Be, yeah, I would be willing to bet the horse he rode in 1972. No, it's a 40 year span because 40 year, the, that's he, right. he missed one. That's right. 2012, yeah. I yeah. would be willing to bet the horse he rode in 1972 was not still alive yeah. in his final Olympics. At least not jumping. So it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of, even a 40 year old horse is really, really, really rare. I mean, horses, if you get a horse that lives to 25, that's. Pretty rare. rare. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I, it's kind of a trick question because, yeah, he competed, but who's really competing? The horse is really competing. He's just he's just going along for a ride, right? 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Don't go away when we come back. We'll talk more uh, about graduation. A graduation at a high school here in uh, Idaho had some problems. Matter of fact, uh, there were so many problems that they had to have a kind of secret graduation so that uh, a lot of protesters didn't show up we'll tell you about why and what happened with this north idaho high school it all was about something a high school student said at a school assembly and school said hey because you said that we're not going to allow you to walk at graduation students and parents in the area were not happy about the student not getting able being able to walk that's where the protests began, and then there were allegations of counter-protests that could be happening, and they thought it was going to be dangerous. We'll talk about that coming up. We'll get your thoughts on that and more coming up after news at the bottom of the hour. Get 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then, when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 
840. He's Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper. This is KDOI. And every once in a while, we have breaking news. And we have breaking news this morning. This just out. And I heard somebody talking about it, and I thought, uh, that doesn't sound like it's real. It's real. PGA and Live Golf <laughs> have announced that they are merging. Mm-hmm. All the acrimony, all the hate, all the back and forth, and they now have announced it just, it that just, they are merging. They just gave way to all the money. <laughs> that, this is all about money. It's not about golf. It's not about, well, you don't play four rounds. We play We play four rounds. You only play three. We're, re- we're required to play in 20-some-odd in different tournaments a year. You're only required to play 13. You're not playing real golf. Well... After all the acrimony, the threats of lawsuits, mm-hmm. actual lawsuits, the landmark announcements today, PGA Tour, the rival Saudi-backed Live Golf Tour, and also the European Tour have announced that they will all be forming a, basically a commercial entity all in one so that they can put all three of those tours under one umbrella. Not a lot of info other than that, because this literally just happened like 15 minutes ago, but this is breaking news, and I know for some people, you don't care. It is interesting. It's going to be interesting going forward, because if you've watched Live Golf and compared it to the PGA, it's completely different. Live Golf is a party. There is music going on on the golf course at all times. So like when you watch it... So they don't hold up the signs calling no. for silence. Yeah, there's no... Shh, quiet. There is music going on in the background at all time. There is beer flowing at all time. Not necessarily for the golfers, um, but... Reminds me of when we had World Team Tennis, and they encouraged you to show up, make as much noise as possible, um, scream during the guy's serve, you know, all that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Now, if you've ever been to the Waste Management Tour, which goes on, um, or the Waste Management Championship, which goes on in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona. Oh, I have, actually. The same before weekend they, as the Super Bowl. Before they called it that, they called it something else. At yeah. The time, but. Now, if you want to get an idea of what Live Golf is, that's what Live Golf is. All right. Where f- even the golfers are telling people to scream. Um, I don't remember, if you remember a couple of years ago, they had a hole-in-one on number 17, mm-hmm. and they had to clear that they had to wait because everybody threw their beer cans and and beer cups out on the course after the guy made the hole in one and so the 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 hole and the fairway leading up to that par three just covered in garbage and they had to take time and not to mention so good beer <laughs> suspend the, suspend the tournament yeah. so that they could clean it up that's what live golf is kind of like but now it'll be interesting to see which which parts of each tour Happen because part of the reason that so when you tune in to live golf, the announcer isn't whispering. Yeah, because you don't have to be quiet. And approach here. It, it's going to be mm-hmm. interesting to see because part of the reason that some of the players left and liked to live golf is because they weren't required to play twenty eight tournaments mm-hmm. a, a year. They liked that they could take time off with their families. So I don't know if that's still going to be a requirement. The other the other thing for the live golfers who got paid two hundred. $300 million just to make the switch. Right. You're going to keep that money, and now you get to be back on the PGA <laughs> playing under that umbrella again. It looks like it turns out to be a, kind of a win-win for everybody. 
Um, like I said, this is breaking news, so we don't know a lot of what this is going to be looking like. Uh, but PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan um, announced that um, just this morning, just a little bit ago. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see what will happen. Um, that uh, sorry, just had to get to that breaking news because you know when breaking news happen, even if it's kind of sports news, we like to talk about it, let you know about it. Um, this is something I wanted to talk about. We're talking about graduations. We've had some. Heartwarming stories. We had the story of the kid who watched walked two hours to his graduation, received a uh, full ride scholarship. Still haven't figured out why he lived two hundred or two hours away from his graduation. Um, We also uh, have this story. This is out of uh, Idaho. This is North Idaho, and a graduation that happened this weekend. And uh, the decision by Kellogg High School principal Dan Davidian. To not allow a student to participate in school's graduation ceremony uh, descended in a community divided, lots of finger pointing this past week. Last Wednesday, social media rumbling began where several students expressed their disappointment in Kellogg High School in North Idaho. The cause of the disappointment during a school assembly, an 18-year-old senior, Travis Lohr, stated, Guys are guys and girls are girls. There is no in-between. Unquote. It would have been just an offhanded comment, except it happened to be during uh, a ceremony. It was, a, it, was, it was like a Pride Day ceremony or no, something, No, it right? was not a Pride Day. Well, what was it? No, that, that, that's the other problem with this, that people are going, hey, you shouldn't have made this at Pride. Now, it was called Wildcat Pride, but it had nothing oh. to do with so gay it was pride. A, it was uh, more like a pep assembly. It was a part of a school-wide positive behavior intervention strategy, gotcha. and they do this every month during the school year. So this is just a regular thing that they have held every single month. Students will receive a Wildcat Pride card from a staff member. Yeah, I, I had heard it yesterday called a Pride Assembly, but it, wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was where some of the confusion was. It okay? Mm. Was it Pride? Was it Gay Pride? Or was it School Pride? And this turned out it was School Pride. Um, so every month they have a an assembly that recognizes people who get these Wildcat Pride cards. Um, and it stands for Protection, Respect, Integrity, Determination, and or Engagement. Spells out pride. Had nothing to do with celebrating the LGBTQ community at all. So here's where the student got in trouble because, and I, I, can, I can speak to this because a lot of times if you are allowed to speak at a graduation, you must have your Script, script approved. approved ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Which he did. Which he did. And However. This was not a part of his script. He deviated a bit. He deviated from the script. When he said that, that's where he got in trouble, and that's where the school superintendent made a call to his parents. Vinian Principal Kellogg High School. I've been trying to get a hold of you. Um, I need to give you some information. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and leave you a message. Travis made a very inappropriate comment today at the Pride Assembly that we had uh, for PBIS and made a comment related to the gay community and he made it very clear. Um, He changed what he was originally going to say. He was very rude and made the comment, which was very inappropriate. So where we're at right now is he'll be suspended from school tomorrow. And he will get his high school diploma, but he cannot walk. He will not be allowed to go through the graduation ceremony on Saturday. Harsh. 
Laura admitted to changing the statement. He also admitted to being one of the number of students who had participated in a senior prank a few weeks earlier. Those students were apparently warned that any further disciplinary issued would have severe consequences. Mm. So keep your nose clean from here on out. Now, the protests that began by students were about that the they thought that the discipline was way too harsh that he should be allowed to walk that 12 years of work should not go down the grain uh, go down the drain just because you made a statement that you know you might not agree with 208-336-3700 pound 670 on your Verizon wireless need to take a break get a final check on uh, traffic here but we'll get some of your thoughts on what you think about this is this um, an assault on his freedom of speech as some people, the protesters, were claiming. Or had he been warned, and no, this is basically, you have freedom of speech, but you don't have freedom from repercussions. Did the punishment fit the crime? There's so many things to look at here. 208 336 pounds 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pounds, 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Matt writes in, it's freedom of speech for all freaks and idiots out there. For everyone else, that's normal. We have freedom of speech in our own homes without some kind of reprimand, and that's about it. Up is down in the 21st century. We uh, will all be silenced. Eventually, write that down. It wasn't necessarily science, silenced. And once again, we've talked about this over and over. Everyone has freedom of speech. You have the right to say what you want. You don't have freedom of repercussion. From repercussion. Yeah. yeah. Um, so in this particular instance, the the thing that people are upset about isn't that he well, said what you, he said or wasn't allowed to say something. With, with freedom of speech, you do have freedom of repercussion from the government, and the school technically is part of the government. Right. So maybe they do have a point. So your your thoughts on this, the, the only reason that, people were upset not because of what he said or what he wasn't allowed to say was that he wasn't allowed to walk uh with his fellow graduating seniors which they said he had already earned that right so yeah. to take something away that he had already weren't earned that's what they were protesting and they didn't against. like my suggestion which is if you don't want him to walk still let him show up but break his legs <laughs> I guess I guess he's not allowed that to, way he to walk, right? He doesn't miss graduation. He just doesn't get to walk, like like you said. People from outside of the Kellogg School District joined in the protest as well, including some from Kootenai County and even students from uh, Mullen School District. And that's where it started to become problematic, and other outside entities were starting to gather to say that they were going to start to protest also. That's where the school decided to cancel graduation completely, which really would have sucked. <laughs> Did they really? Yeah, they were going to cancel graduation. Nobody was going to be allowed walk, to walk. Yeah. However, cooler heads prevailed in a meeting. They decided to hold a secret graduation that was going to happen four hours earlier 
than what the regular graduation was going to be held. We'll talk more about this. Get your input. Did the punishment fit the crime? 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to email us, you can email chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. We'll get to those coming up after news. Listen to KBOI online. Go to kboi.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. An Idaho school district has postponed its graduation ceremony indefinitely over what it says are fears of outside groups and agitators, days after the school penalized a senior for denying the existence of non-binary people during a recent assembly. The Spokesman Review reported that local law enforcement had received word that potentially dangerous demonstrators were en route from outside the Kellogg School District to support the student, whom the school barred from walking on graduation day following his remarks. The authorities also reported the school had received menacing phone calls warning of upcoming attacks. We did receive word that a large number of protesters were coming from out of county to organize with our local cause. However, the group is known for violence during protests which is concerning, Shoshone County Sheriff Holly Lindsay wrote on Facebook. In the last few days, KHS also received several phone calls threatening violence. Due to the threat of violence, the Kellogg School District made the decision to cancel tomorrow's graduation. He's it's, not from around here, is it's, he? It's not Shoshone. It's Shoshone, Shoshone County. County right? Yeah. So the fear was that this was going to turn into protests, counter-protests, and they were worried about safety of students. One of the students said that I'm protesting for freedom of speech. Travis has worked hard for 12 years, didn't direct a statement at any group or any one person. Why should they be punished? Why should he be punished for it? Teachers today want to push on kids that we can't have freedom of speech of our own opinions. Why? The student did also say that if Laura was asked not to change his statement and he did it anyway, he should be held accountable Mm. for that, which is apparently what happened. But the student went on to say that that punishment of not being allowed to walk with his graduating class was too severe of a punishment. The way the principal was describing it in that message that he left for the parents, it just sounded like the the main thing he didn't like was that it was just rude. Well, it it was also pointed out that it went against the student handbook. And here's what the student handbook, and he pointed this this out later in uh, an interview, said uh, the student handbook says uh, on freedom of expression, students are guaranteed freedom of expression as long as they do not disrupt the educational process are non-compliant with rules and expectations, dress code slash offensive language of Kellogg High School, or interfere with the property or constitutional rights of others. Freedom of expression at Kellogg High School should be for the enhancement of learning and not actions that are harmful or inciting, profane, or offensive, prejudice, or lack of tolerance. So you have freedom of expression unless it's inconvenient. (laughs) Or unless it goes against something that the school says that you... Yeah. shouldn't be talking about. I mean, because it can be argued, you know, was this harmful? Was it inciting? Was it? It wasn't profane or offensive, right? Well, it wasn't. Been, it wasn't it directed at any one person to, to to certain people. Yeah, but uh, See, I don't no, think I, it was I just would, by itself offensive. Yeah, I, and I would agree with that. If he had, had he had aimed this at, at anybody, then I would say, all right, he that was offensive. You're aiming. He, it was a general statement. I don't know if the handbook basically lays out that he shouldn't have said it. Now, the fact that you have to turn in what your speech is going to say or what comments you're going to make, and then he went off of that, okay. 
but once again, it's it's not being protested necessarily what he did. Most people, even the students, agreed what he did was wrong. What they didn't like was the punishment that yeah. he wasn't allowed to walk with his classmates in graduation. Lee in Nampa, good morning. You're on News Talk KBY. Hey, Chris, before I answer that, uh, you know what this live ball PJ's all about. It's about. Hey, hey, Lee, can you do me a favor? Can you? Because we can't understand a word you're saying because you're on speakerphone. Actually, I am. I apologize. That's right. Can you take us off speakerphone? Because because so, you might have something important to say. Can you hear me now? Yeah, that is a thousand percent better. <laughs> All right, go ahead and say what you said again. Uh, I did, we didn't hear you. Well, uh, you know, Chris, you and I are both. Uh, um, Casper, you and I are both uh, golfers, so you know what this live. Stuff's all about, right? It's all about the money and the publicity oh, yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, but we still love the game. Anywho, <laughs> uh, the, the you know, my question is is that um, it's all based on interpretation. You know, this day and age, we you have to – I mean, when we were in high school, I mean, I, I admit it. I went to Meridian High School as a graduating class of the largest class in the state of Idaho in 1995. We had like 900 students graduate, seniors, and we scheduled a skip day. You know, it's you skip day, senior skip day, all that stuff. Well, they had scheduled a senior skip day, and it, the senior skip day was supposed to be like in the park, uh, you know, gathering and like that. Well, we said, forget that. We're going to have our own skip day. So the Friday before that, we actually went up to the lake. And there were some, I mean, I'm not kidding you, back in the day, there were some uh, administrators, not from the school, but from the district, they're like, no, you can't do that. You know, some people aren't going to, uh, be able to graduate because, you know, they, this was unauthorized and so forth. And so, you know, but it's all based, I think it's all based on interpretation because, you know, who is offended? You know, you have to be careful what you say these days on, you could say something that had the intention of, that speech was most likely not pointed towards anybody, not towards the gay community, the LGBTQ plus, however it's pronounced, you know, people, it, it was a mm-hmm. general statement. And another thing is, is that when, I mean, you see valedictorians, when they get up, their speeches have to be during a, during a procession, you know, their speeches have to be approved, but you can't tell me that every single person that gets up to speak doesn't go off script. I mean, that's that's just given. And so I, I think that I don't think that the punishment fits the crime, especially since the tenure that he's been in school and what he's accomplished. Um, well, you know, and he's earned that right to walk. Lee, what would be a, a fitting punishment? I mean, because he's done with school, so you can't say, "Well, you're gonna you're gonna miss out on our uh, whatever next week or whatever because his school is over." What would what would possibly have been a fitting punishment if it's not walking with your class? And by the way, I agree. I, well, I think that, that that you know the suspension I think would probably be the suspension on that, but you know you got to look at. Um, you know, you think about a, a job. When you're at a job and there's something that you do that deserves reprimand, but your tenure and your history and your past uh, doesn't reflect bad behavior 
or anything like that. You know, the, the, the punishment has to fit the crime. And this was not a severe, in my mind, a severe punishment, you know, severe crime that, that deserved, you know, to override what he had actually done for the last 12 years. You know, that, that to me is not. And another thing with my understanding and correct me if I'm wrong, didn't he get, uh, with, um, he was applying for a, a firefighter training or something and he, got uh pulled from that or denied that as well that, that i don't is, know i hadn't heard that yeah i hadn't heard i that. just heard it on nate's show yesterday so i was just curious with that you know it's you got to be careful this day and age because i i am very outspoken myself and i personally have got in trouble for saying something that i didn't find offensive or someone else would not find offensive on it but one particular person found it offensive and therefore i ended up getting right roading up for it because of one single conversation. So I, we just live in that day and age where it's it's based on interpretation on who you're going to offend and hurt somebody's feelings. You know, you can you can go to jail apparently for hurting somebody's feelings when it's the intention was not to. All right. Thank you for the call, Lee. I appreciate it. Yes, have a good day. You know, Lee brings up a good idea. Maybe they should have put it on his permanent record. That. <laughs> <laughs> that. Which will follow him all the way through <laughs> yeah. through school until Remember, he graduates. How many times did you get told that? Well, you never did because you never got in trouble. No, that's how true. many times did I get? To, this is going on your permanent record. It's going to follow my, you forever. My parents, being school teachers, used to go down to the administration building every now and then and just check out my permanent record because <laughs> they could. Um, the amazing thing to me on this um, is that during a private meeting on Friday night before graduation, graduation was scheduled for Saturday, and they had a meeting between uh, district officials and parents of senior students, because at that point they said that they were just going to cancel graduation. Yeah. So instead they, cooler heads once again prevailed, because now you're really getting into, into now, you're, now you're punishing the other students for something one student did and Which, you know uh, is something i rail about at least two or three times a year <laughs> so a plan was hatched to hold a secret graduation ceremony that began at 10 a.m saturday morning okay, now was it was it the school holding a secret ceremony yes or, or was it the kids holding one that that guy could participate the school in? so okay. this was this was worked out between district officials and parents that it would be a secret graduation that went on at 10 a.m which was four hours before the but original they just ceremony advertise it like in the paper or anything well like all that. the parents were asked to keep the event quiet and that it would be postponed again at the first sign of trouble um each student had a list of approved guests for the ceremony which were checked at a security point at the bottom of the school's parking lot nobody who was not included on that list was allowed to attend according to district officials the ceremony then went without a uh, without a hitch and this by the way also included the young man lore um travis lore being allowed to eventually walk ended up being a lot to do about nothing and a lot of changing and the fact that they were able to keep this a secret is absolutely amazing wouldn't you well, agree I mean, you have it, it that's is, a quite, we're, a, we're, quite we're, a few students and parents. We are talking Kellogg, not Meridian, so yeah. But there's still, you know, they still figured there's a thousand people that were involved in this. Really? Yeah. So, you know, Kellogg isn't exactly Nesper's high school. Now, Nesper's, you could have done this easily in Nesper's high school because nine kids graduated this year, and mm-hmm. probably there was a whole total of maybe fifty people, sixty people at the ceremony. 
Now, 200 people, you know, attended the party for two of the students afterwards, but. <laughs> my my granddad, I asked him about something one time, and he said to me, Rolo, can you keep a secret? And I said, yeah, and he says, so can I. <laughs> um, I my, my niece graduated two years ago from Nespers High School. So even small rural schools also had, her speech had to be pre-approved. So she had to have her speech, and she wanted to ad-lib it. And they're like, no, you're not ad-libbing. We need to pre-approve your speech. So she had to write her speech um, because she was one of the, the students who, who gave the speech. Um, I believe I had another niece this year graduate. I think her, she said her speech had to be pre-approved approved by the school also. So I think that just, when I, when I was going to school, it didn't have to be. So I, I think that's definitely something that almost every school does now. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to weigh in, you can also email us, chris at kbui.com and mike at kbui.com. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 922. Oh, do we have a Kellogg grad on the phone? Kevin in Caldwell, did you graduate from uh, Kellogg, or are you just calling to call about the Kellogg grad? No, actually, just calling to, to call about it. I graduated from Pharma. I didn't go very far. Go Panthers. Um, so <laughs> I do have a lot, yep, I do have a lot of, uh, of friends in that area. In fact, a real good friend of mine from college is the superintendent in that area, and I know a lot of, a lot of the goings-on up there. And I talked to Nate about the whole thing, and I've been really kind of bending over backwards to learn more about it because, you know, it's an area that I really like. Anyhow, I, you know, you said it's much to do about nothing. I actually think it was wonderful. It worked out perfectly because it would have been a misjustice, I think, for this young man not to be able to walk. And in the end, by shining the light on it, everything worked out. But there is one, one thing I'm still waiting to see what goes on with, and that is the fact that, you know, after they, they declared, oh, we're not going to let him walk, there was kind of a protest that went on outside the school. And in that during that protest, a lot of people, students, parents, other people came, including a bus driver for Kellogg. And he stood out there in the protest with an American flag and some administrators, I don't know if the principal or superintendent, drove up and saw him there, called him in and fired him on the spot just for being there. Mm. And now if if he worked for Brown Bus Company, totally legal. But the fact that he worked for a government agency, I don't think that's legal. And yeah, that, that, I, I would tend to agree with you because you know, once again, schools in the state of Idaho, Kellogg High School is a public school, which is state government run. Yep, and they wouldn't give him the reason why they fired him, but we all know why. The, the, the thing for me, though, is more along the lines of, you know, we, we talk about how our public schools have such a hard time and teachers work hard. It doesn't seem like the administration backs them up. And we hear that all the time. Well, here's a case exactly why teachers don't speak out and teachers don't do anything uh, different than toe the line, because this this guy got punished for for standing up for for just, you know, just going there to support the kid. And I don't think that's right. It kind of shows the message that. Maybe these administrators need to back off and let people have more of a say in their lives, especially since he was on his own time and not on school time. And same thing with teachers, you know, if they disagree well, he, with he, things, he was on school time because this did happen at a school assembly. 
No, the uh, the bus the, driver. The protest. Oh, yeah, the, you're the, still the talking about the bus driver. driver. Okay, I, I, I yeah, get it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, as far as the young man, I mean, yeah, we've all done dumb things. Yeah, you want to hear the dumb thing I did at graduation? What did you do? <laughs> I was get, I was given the responsibility at Parma High School uh, to say the closing prayer and to uh, to tell everybody, okay, now you flip your tassel, but you cannot throw your mortar board. Well, this is the first time this was ever done. They also told me I could not use God in my closing prayer, the term God, the word God. So you're, you're so supposed to have I a do? closing prayer, but not or use the term God. Did you start by saying, hey, you? or uh, <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, I, I, used the term, I used the word God, mm. and I, I uh, uh, told everybody to flip their tassels and threw the mortarboard. And to this day, that, that tradition continues. But that one year in 1982, for some reason, they saw fit to try to make change. Nobody really noticed that I did these things, but boy, did I get spoke to afterwards. They couldn't do much about it because they still oh, gave us no. the actual promo when we, when we walked. <laughs> did that go on I your know, permanent record? Did that go on your permanent record? What a record? rebel, huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, probably. <laughs> uh, thanks for the call, Kevin. Hey, yeah. Appreciate it. Take care. Yeah. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. You know, we we've we've talked about people saying that they didn't think the fun, punishment fit the crime, right? I, I, nobody's really arguing that what he did was maybe not right. Didn't mm-hmm. didn't follow. I mean, he had been warned, right? Saying, mm-hmm. "Hey, you're a part of this group. If any of you school. get in trouble, there's going to be school um, doesn't punishment. always school doesn't always make sense when it comes to punishments." And, and and the thing I say two or three times a year, and I'll say it again, is at our school if people uh, abused a privilege, then they would take the privilege away from the next year. <laughs> so next year, Kellogg so, High School will not be able to graduate. Because the, the, his, <laughs> his class, not at Twin Falls High School, but he was at Parma, but the class of 82 in Twin Falls, two or three different uh, things that they went on, people ended up with beer and, and uh, were yeah. caught. And so the next year they canceled the trip for the class of 83. I guarantee there's going to be punishment for next year because if you don't think that there's going to be changes put in so that this does happen and spells out what exactly will happen to you if you do something like this, you're mistaken. This is going to be addressed for next year. I guarantee it. So next year. My question is this as we go to break. We haven't talked about what the punishment should have been. You, 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 everybody disagreed with the fact that he should have been allowed to walk. Yeah. What should the punishment then have been? 208-336-3700. I'm also going to tie this into another story, and this happened in Oregon, um, where groups are calling for the resignation of a GOP House leader because of something her student, her son said. Really? In school. That's interesting. Yeah, we'll talk about that, too. So this all kind of ties together. We'll get to that after news coming up at the bottom of the hour. Phone lines are open. If you can't get through on the phone, go ahead and email us, chris at kboi.com and mike at kboi.com. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. 935-208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh oh! Somebody wants to remain anonymous. Usually, they want to remain anonymous. They're from Boise because they're going to say something really, really bad. Are you going to say something really, really bad? Oh no! I just um, I've been listening to your show this morning, and in everything that I've heard when people calling in, I have not heard anyone talk about freedom of speech. So I just 
real quick wanted to say that this child, soon to be adult, was exercising his right to freedom of speech, which is something that and actually just, just to stop you there, away. sorry, this isn't a child. This is an adult. He is eighteen years old. Right, legally eighteen. Um, but the the other piece of that is. It hasn't even been defined. Congress, Biden's an idiot, but his administration, they can't even define what a female is or woman is. And so he's being punished for something that our Congress can't even officially define yet. And he has life-altering consequences that have been handed to him. So the whole thing is just unfair. I think he was absolutely in the right. And we are sick and tired of all of that being thrown in our faces. I know my family and extended family don't want to hear about it anymore. We don't throw white pride into people's face because we're accused of being racist. We don't throw we're heterosexual or normal into people's faces because nobody cares. Nobody wants to hear it. So we are tired of that constantly being shoved in our faces. And if you want to do that, exist. Do your thing. But freedom of speech should be allowed. All right. Thank you for the call. In all fairness, this doesn't have to do with necessarily... The subject of what he said, it was the fact that he did not get it approved ahead of time. Now, if he had if he had turned this in as a part of his what he was going to say at the assembly, and they signed off on it and said, "Okay, this wouldn't be a story." Now, if they had he had turned this in and said, "No, you can't say this," and then he said it anyway, and then he said it anyway, it would be the same story it is right now, right? Even though he didn't get approved because everybody had to be approved on what they say. So this this story isn't about what he said mm-hmm. necessarily, well, she, if you, whether you agree with that or don't agree she with She said she'd been listening and no one had mentioned freedom of speech. It's come up like three or four times already. Yeah, yeah. And what we have said several times is that, uh, you know, even in any real-life situation, yes, you have freedom of speech in the United States. And you will not be arrested by the government for what it is you are saying. Uh, that's where your, your your freedom comes from. But you will have to face consequences if what you're saying uh, has, you know, causes problems, for instance. And, and they always use the uh, example of you're sitting at a crowded theater and suddenly you start yelling the word fire and there's a stampede of people. Well, if there wasn't a fire, then you may have had freedom of speech to say whatever you wanted. And, you know, great, you probably won't be arrested for that, but you'll probably get the pantsuit off of you. Yeah. And you actually, you might be arrested. Well, also, you, you might, yeah. but not for not for freedom of speech. You'll be arrested for causing the stampede Trampede or the or, riot yeah. or the panic exactly. or whatever. And I... I I mean, it's it's kind of mincing words at that point, but I mean, and, and I I don't believe because everything ended up working out okay in this. He was able to walk. They did hold a graduation, um, but there might be a civil suit or a suit that you could say my freedom of speech were trampled on because you punished me and you are a government entity. Mm-hmm. You were you punished me. Which now, is why it ended I said up not that, happening. So he's not no, going to have a case. Wh- which is why I said that the protesters may have had at least that point that. His uh, what he was saying was being restricted by a government entity. On the other hand, when you're in school, they restrict a lot of what you say and do.
Idaho boy writes in, school districts are government-ran entities. So, yes, it is a violation of First Amendment, and any repercussions for his speech are a violation of the First Amendment. If the school administration in Kellogg chooses to not be useful neo-Marxist tools, they wouldn't have had an issue with graduation. At most, a chewing out for going off script was all that is needed. The administration deserved all this flack and trouble. Imagine getting in trouble for speaking uh, biological truth. Welcome to clown world. I do think the the only part of this that I don't like, because, I mean, he didn't get the speech approved, which was spelled out. You knew what you had to have said Mm -hmm. was going to be approved before you were allowed to say that. The only question that I have is, did the punishment fit the crime? Because you're not just punishing the student here in this particular case. You're punishing parents, family members who, you know, want to see their kid walk with the other. You're, you're punishing them in the, in the form of money also because it costs now, I think, $150 to buy all the stuff that you need, which was already purchased already. So basically you bought a bunch of stuff that won't be needed anymore. Are you going to get reimbursed for that? Probably I, not. I know what going to my school what would have happened my school would have superintendent would have said here's your theme paper you have to have this written before graduation mm-hmm. our our uh, senior picnic was before graduation and uh there were i think there were one or two i'm probably underestimating it that showed up having uh, had a little bit to drink and they were uh told at the picnic that they would not be walking graduation, and they didn't. Um, Text message in, 208-336-3700. So do you think that uh, if he had said something about a different subject and didn't get that approved, would he have been receiving such a harsh punishment? Probably not. If he just said, you know what, I really hate Milky Way bars, nobody would have cared. Probably not. But what he said essentially indicated that there's no such thing as a transgender person. There, there's no such thing as anybody who is anything other than just male or female, period, that's it, end of story. And that was what caused the trouble. Now, there are a lot of people who believe that. And the fact is, if you jump up in certain places and say it, you may be in trouble or you may not. You have a right to say what you have to, to say without necessarily being arrested for it, as I said. But it doesn't mean you won't be kicked out of a business. Uh, Joe writes in, student at Kellogg High did not follow protocol to say what he said he would say. In other words, he lied. Right. In addition, show show news, press reports previously lower as part of a senior prank involving toilet paper, a dead turkey, dead turkey and toilet paper, and messaging being scrawled on brick walls. That prank landed him and other students in the district crosshairs prior to the latest incident. Yes, he is now a right-wing hero and got very light punishment. I don't necessarily yeah. view him as a right-wing hero. Well, I mean, to, to to a degree, that he could be a hero to the people who you know don't believe in any of the alternative sexualities. Yeah, I think a lot of people are trying to make this about that, and you know, the family, of course, didn't isn't making it about that. The family was making it, hey, this punishment of him not getting to walk with his high school class doesn't fit the punishment. I mean, they the crime, I, they didn't yeah. even yeah they did, or it didn't fit the crime. They they didn't even argue that he shouldn't be punished. They just said, hey, this is a lot for what he did mm-hmm. uh, see i was thinking about that like if i were you know a principal or something like that i'm not a big punishment person so i mean i would have immediately reprimanded him and said you know you you know that we don't say things like that here at this school and you know that's rude 
uh, you need to apologize for that right now, knock it off, or something of that nature, as opposed to, uh, you know, all of a sudden saying, okay, here, you know, here are the consequences for that. I don't know. I just, I've never been big on consequences, just correction. Um, This ties in. I wanted to get to this story because it all kind of ties in. Um, a little bit together. Uh, this story is out of Oregon. Central Oregon Diversity Project has called for the resignation of uh, Republican State Representative Vicki Brees Iverson. Not because of something she did, because of something her son did. Her son, while on a school trip, gave a Nazi salute while posing with a World War II German airplane. The Diversity Project said in a uh, Facebook post that it has demanded the Brees Iverson's immediate resignation over the photo posted on social media. The son, whose name and age have not been released, was on a school field trip to Madras, Oregon, when the photo was taken. The group said that they have reason to believe that the student wasn't disciplined because of who his mother is. They don't say they don't know for that fact. They just say, yeah. we have reason to believe that wasn't disciplined. Brees Iverson, who lives in Prineville and is the House Minority Leader posted a Facebook apology to anyone impacted by the image and criticized her son's extremely poor judgment. She said she and her husband had contacted uh, school officials about enforcing adequate consequences for his actions both at school and at home. Reese Iverson's post included a photo of her son's handwritten apology in which he said posing for the photo that a friend took and posted online was a dumb mistake. I really get that now. Doing something bad in the moment without thinking can cause harm. Question for you is... Should parents be punished for something their school children do? Right there. I mean, the apologies, that was enough for me. Well, it wasn't, wasn't enough for the Oregon Diversity Project. They want mom to resign from the house. Yeah, I don't. Because yeah, of what I, her school-age kid did. I wouldn't call for that. Doesn't that seem a little crazy? Now, granted, Central Oregon Diversity Project, liberal-leaning organization, Vicki Brees Iverson, Republican state representative, one of the few in the state legislature. Mm-hmm. But is that where we're at right now? Hey, um, how about this? Just when the kid graduates, don't let him walk. <laughs> Break his legs. <laughs> Again, probably not the best idea. Why? I, I, I just don't get how you punish a parent for something uh, a stupid and hey i'm saying that as a one-time stupid school-age kid you and i have both had kids you've been a school maybe you weren't as stupid as i was when i was school age because you apparently never got in trouble but you had a stupid school-age sister who got in trouble constantly yeah, right that's true and did stupid stuff and i can say that because i have the experience I can't remember a time that I did something stupid where my parents were put in jail or punished or forced to pay a fine because no, that's of true. Yeah, something I did. Um, did they ever have to go to a meeting? Oh, time or two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it was voluntary. For shame. Oh, if my parents were called into the school to go to a meeting, mm-hmm. I would have rather gone to prison. Prison would have been a better outcome than if my parents were forced to dole out punishment not from in my addition own, to what the school did. Not from my own parents, but from others I have heard that, where, or from a kid where they go and have a meeting and the kid is there with the school. 
and then the, the the school decides on the punishment and wraps the whole thing up. And then on the way home, the father says, uh, "By the way, now it's decided how the school's going to punish you, <laughs> uh-huh. but we're not finished talking." Even that that was a nicer way than any time my dad, you know, ever said that what punishment yeah. was coming my way. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred well, pounds. Who was it that said, my father didn't give spankings, he hit for distance? <laughs> that sounds like my dad. Yeah. Uh, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. One more segment on the way. For your Google Play, simply say, hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Dave in Meridian gets us on uh, text, says the fire analogy is bogus. You can yell fire anywhere you want. The non-approval lie was added after the fact. I don't have to believe in a fictional condition that can't be defined nor proven empirically. Just follow the science. Dave, I'm, I'm going to disagree with you because maybe your uh, definition or idea of what a punishment is could be wrong. But say, or, or, or maybe instead of yelling fire, you're in a crowded movie theater and you yell, Hey, somebody's got a gun! And people rush out because of what you say. Or like in this instance we were talking about, they yell fire. And say somebody gets killed because they're trampled to death and and people trying to get out of the movie theater. The person who said and yelled fire or yelled gun that caused the stampede can be civilly sued, which is a form of punishment. but, But he said you can yell fire anywhere you want? Yeah. You can yell fire, but there's... There could be punishment for yelling fire wherever you want. But he's saying that, no, there won't be. That That's what I got from, and maybe I'm reading it wrong. Hmm. Because he said the fire analogy is bogus. And we were saying, well, you, I mean, the, you, there you, are people. And you're not allowed to yell fire every, in a crowded theater. Every right we have in America or in any country, there are people who think if you have a right to do something, that that right is completely unlimited by any guidelines whatsoever. And very few of them actually are. And maybe, as far as the fire analogy, maybe you won't be put in jail or prison for causing a stampede that killed somebody or injured somebody. But you can lose a civil lawsuit for millions of dollars. That's still a form of punishment. You still had the right to say fire. You did say fire. But if somebody was killed, you still have the right to sue that person civilly in court as a punishment. Rochelle and Boise, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Hello. Hello. How are you guys doing? Good. we got about a minute here. Okay. So on the voice clip that you played, did it? Did the principal say that he was being not to walk down in originally because he read his speech that was not approved? Yeah. Or did he make it he, about, because the evidence, evidence dictates that he talked about the words that he used being offensive and rude. He he did so say they, he did say that he had a uh, an approved script and he went off script. Well, on the voicemail. Yeah. Oh, I must have not heard it. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, he gave two reasons. Number one, that it didn't follow um, district policy in the handbook, and also because he went off speech well, that was approved. And he also just he flat didn't. out said, in his opinion, it was rude. So. Yeah. Which once again, I mean, if it was if that was the only reason, then you're going you're getting into opinions there. You know, 
his opinion of it being rude didn't match up with the students, both of which are adults, so whose opinion is more important? Apparently the superintendent, because he's in charge of the school, right? Thanks for the calls and emails. Uh, we're just about up on time today. Appreciate you uh, participating in the show. We're on a 20-hour break, uh, and we'll be back tomorrow. Once again, we'll have more chances for you to get some free food from Le Peep in Meridian with our Casper and Chris. Damn near impossible question. If you want to continue writing in, please feel free. Uh, you can continue emailing after our